Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. During supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. You are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him, and for this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new command, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who comes before us humbly this day. Amen. I can't help but read this text and be reminded of the sage-like words of Schoolhouse Rocks. Knowledge is power. Because you see over and over and over throughout this text, seven different occasions, we are told that Jesus has knowledge. Knowledge of what is to come, knowledge of what he's doing, knowledge of the impact that he is making upon the lives of the disciples for whom he serves. And this knowledge stands in stark contrast to the disciples who seem to not understand one bit of what's going on. You see, if knowledge is power, then this is a powerful text for us to read this evening. But power here, you see, doesn't come in the form of miraculous signs. Instead, power comes in the form of miraculous service, unexpected love where power is found here this evening. And the scene itself 
opens, we are told, is Jesus knows that the hour has come near. This is an inflection point. In the narrative of John's gospel, something is about to change. You see, to this point, the gospel is shared with us, the very public ministry of Jesus Christ. But what is to follow is the events that lead into his very public execution in the days yet to come. And yet, knowing what it is that lies ahead, Jesus stops and takes this moment to share in a profound act of service and love. We're told that Jesus knows that God has put all things into his hands. And so what does Jesus do? He puts his hands to work. He uses his hands for service. So he unties his belt and he puts on a towel. He gets on his hands and knees and he begins to wash the disciples' feet, a task normally reserved for slaves, not a messiah. The disciples, the disciples are uncomfortable with the situation, to say the least. My experience as a pastor is that many of us are uncomfortable with the situation, the arrangement of Maundy Thursday washing feet. My last congregation, it was a whole production I had to prepare for. It started weeks in advance. I had to make personal phone calls to find a handful of people willing to dare come forward to have their feet washed by pastor. And then I came to find out why. Because the whole family would go and get pedicures beforehand, the most immaculate feet one could ever want. And then they'd come in wearing open-toed shoes for easy access. Not exactly the scene unfolding here with Jesus. I don't think these are freshly pedicured toesies we're working with here. This was a messy, dirty job reserved for a slave. And if it makes us uncomfortable to have the pastor wash your feet, imagine what it must have been like for the disciples to have their master, their rabbi, their messiah wash their feet. But Jesus knows. Jesus knows that old adage that actions speak louder than words. Jesus could have told them about the love of God. Jesus could have told them to go and to serve others. Jesus could have told them of God's authority known and care of our neighbor, but instead of telling them, he shows them what it looks like. And as he does it, he knows they have no idea what's happening to them. He even says, and I love this, he looks at them when he's done and he says, you don't know what I'm doing, later you'll understand. And without skipping a beat, Simon Peter comes running up, rubber ducky in hand, ready for a full bath at this time. Right? Jesus knows. He knows they don't get it. But it doesn't stop him from trying. Because Jesus knows that eventually when they understand that knowledge will be power. Power rooted in service. Power rooted in love. It's why as Jesus steps away from the basin and back to the table, asks this question. He says, what have I done for you? And the answer is simple. He hasn't only washed their feet, he's consecrated them for service. Very much like what we just did a few moments ago with the anointing oil. 
The forgiveness of sins, you no longer have to worry about yourselves. You are free to serve one another. Oil placed upon your forehead, blessed in this place by the bishop of our synod, a reminder tangibly of our baptismal promises, a promise to serve and to work for justice and peace in all the world. Jesus is setting before them an example. Jesus is giving them a mandate to love one another. And that's even more profound because he does it knowing that these disciples aren't all going to love him much longer. They're going to betray him. They're going to deny him. They're going to walk away from him. Even though he knows these harsh realities, he loves them until the end. And he says that this love, this love that you share, is how people will know that you are my followers. This love that you share is how people will come to know who I am in the world. I think that's pretty profound. Because what I hear in that is a reminder that we aren't known as Christians because we have perfect attendance at church. And I'm sorry, I know you came on a Thursday night, but it doesn't help, right? We're not known as Christians because we have the Bible memorized and we can use it to tell people when they're wrong. We aren't Christians because of the crusades that we take up in the world to limit who has access to God's love because God's love is limitless. We are known as Christians in the world because of God's love, because of our service to neighbor, because of the ways that we seek to humbly love others. Because Christ's love leads to knowledge of God, and knowledge is power. You see, the question tonight remains for us. Do you know what Christ has done for you this day? Do you know what Christ is up to in your life tonight? Did you know that Christ humbled himself in service that you may serve? Do you understand that Christ has loved you even to the point of the cross that you may love others too? Because Christ is known in you when you serve and love others. Which reminds me of the great theologian Huey Lewis and the News, who had this to say about love. But you know what to do when it gets a hold of you. And with a little help from above, you feel, yes, you feel the power of love. Tonight, I hope you feel the power of Christ's love in your life. That tomorrow you may serve your neighbor as you have been consecrated to do so this day and always. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.